And finally then, what would be your message to Chelsea fans watching this? What can I say? I say 100% hard work, 90% uh, uh, fun. It's impossible uh, uh, in my in my job to 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 promise something else, but uh, uh, I surely will give all my possession to 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 win something with uh, chess chess. Welcome to the All-American Chelsea Podcast, coming to you live from beautiful, sunny Miami, Florida. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean. That was the man right there, Maurizio Sarri, in his first interview as Chelsea manager. I have a good feeling about this. I have a good feeling about this. Finally, finally, I mean, yeah, he was announced um, over the weekend. He was announced, but what you guys just heard was his first interview as the uh, manager for Chelsea Football Club. Um, and guys, if you haven't seen that first interview, wow. I don't know about you, but for me, it just felt right. It felt right to finally have a manager in place to finally hear from him. We knew it was over. We saw all the pictures. We had the 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 signing of Jorginho, but to finally hear the man and to hear how well he speaks English was amazing. So, as you could tell by my voice, I am hyped. Um, for the appointment uh, of Maurizio Sarri, and I guess I'm, I'm just optimistic of Marie, you know, w what we have coming. Like I, I think we're on the verge of something amazing here. I, I I feel like we're on the verge of something where we're gonna look back at and say, "Damn!" Like this was it. This was like the moment that you know kind of kicked it all off so as you can hear i am hyped i'm excited so what's going on people how are you doing how are you feeling um I'm, as you can tell i'm feeling great but so today on today's podcast let me let me first by saying that i have an interview i got my boy coming on uh daniel from straight from the heart of london he um he called into the show and we had a conversation so what you're gonna hear is not the conversation in its entirety why isn't it, it's the uh isn't 
the conversation in its entirety is because I failed to set the recorder and not to bore you with long explanations, I failed to set the recorder uh, in Skype to be able to record the conversation about until halfway through he and I talking. We spoke about the UFC. We spoke, okay, this next part, sit down, people. I'm, we're gonna, I'm about to share a little bit of a secret time. It's secret time. Just you and I. I explained to Daniel, and I'm explaining to you. Um, I'm a hip-hop fan. I'm a huge hip-hop fan. Uh, back in the days, I used to make beats. Um, I'm also a little bit of a rock fan. Uh, mostly stuff from the late 90s i mean i can do classic rock like the doors um i can also do led zeppelin uh not so much stuff from the 80s um but but you know pink floyd classic rock the traditional classic rock i love all different types of but the point is i love all different types of music however there is a dude that um that when I tell you the name, people are going to be like, no fucking way. There's no way you're trying to gas me up on this on this artist. And I'm telling you, the man has fucking hits. And that is Justin Bieber. That's right. I am a believer. The dude has so many hits. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to get you my phone. I, and, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, yo, you're trying to gas me on Justin Bieber? That's right. I'm trying to gas you on Bieber. So I'm explaining to Daniel throughout our conversation how Justin Bieber is dope. Like, he has a lot of dope music. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what? Yo, here's another one. Ready? Oh my god. Did she get that job she wanted? What? Oh my god. Now, this one with Big Sean? Oh my god. This is a hit. This is a hit. And then one of my, like, I know, this, this, yo, this song right here, where is it, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it, um, here we go, here we go, watch this, the next one, alright, this is like motivational music right here, check your boy out, check your boy out. Check your boy out. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on. Ah, where is it? No. Where is it? Come on. Come on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Where is it? There it is. There it is. Here we go. Motivation music right here. Here we go. 
Never say never. Oh, my boy, JB. All right, don't judge me. Fuck out of here. Don't judge me. I'm a Justin Bieber fan. I like his music a lot. Straight hits. You don't have a problem with Justin Bieber? Kiss my ass. So, he and I were talking about Justin Bieber, Drake, the UFC, how there was, you know, it was a great card. You had Sage Northcut on the card, the KO by uh, Nico Price. Who else was on that card? Uh, Chad Money Mendez looking back. The prospects of the 145 pound division. Um, we just spoke about the, you know, the, the past card and it was a great conversation. And then we got into Chelsea. So we spoke about for a good hour and a half. And truth be told, when I realized halfway through the conversation or during the conversation, I put the recorder on, um, by the time we finished recording, I was like, there's no way I got good enough material to be able to consider it a podcast uh worthy to be released and to my surprise our conversation was good as hell like like there was no way i could scrap what we had recorded it was really really freaking good and so it's about a good 35 minutes um we get the conversation picks up at we start going through the lineup who do we want and he's talking about the attack so the first person you're gonna hear is my boy daniel um and what he thinks and we just start you you'll get it you'll get it once you listen to the podcast once you get into it in the first couple of seconds you'll get into you'll get what we were talking about and i'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy our conversation and the energy and the vibe that we had the back and forth that we had he and i um i know i enjoyed it i enjoyed talking to him and i think you guys will too so that's why and then also you're gonna get uh, an appearance by uh, my son i put myself in the room to record lock the door behind myself lock the door behind me and i figured that was it and well you'll get to hear what happened so this is my um interview not interview i, I don't even want to call it interview because interview means like it's it's formal this is me chopping it up uh me talking to the homie daniel um on the podcast now the good thing about what happened with Skype and the podcast is that I have some big, 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 big conversations and big guests lined up coming to you. So this was a learning and teachable moment uh, within the podcast on this episode because the conversations and the podcast that I have coming up, um, I have to make sure I'm on point from the word go. So... I'm grateful that I had this moment here with a homie that he absolutely is going to come back um, and I'm going to have him back on again. So that one, I'll make sure that our conversation is 100% recorded from the beginning and it won't happen again. Um, but 
here's the without further delay without further ado here is the conversation between me and the, my homie daniel again you're gonna jump into it mid-conversation but what's there is good you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy the vibe back and forth i'm gonna stop talking now later Specific moments in games which could have changed our season. I mean, even Roma and even uh, Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, that could have changed our, where we finished in the group. So he's missed a lot of chances. His finishing isn't very reliable. And especially when his head isn't in the game, when he's mentally not there, I feel like be what a striker that you want at your club to give you. He doesn't give you that confidence that he's going to bury the chances that he gets. And I feel like with Martial, even at a very young age, I do admit, he is a clinical finisher, and you can see that when he's in red-hot form, as you saw early this season, and especially under Van Gaal, he's able to score goals. And for me, my vision for Chelsea is we have obviously Martial, we have one of Ivan Morato or Batshuayi, and obviously we have the main man, the World Cup winner himself, Olivier Giroud, the, the perfect homie. family. Exactly. We have him, obviously, as our free striker. So we have one who can obviously play on the wing and as a striker. We obviously have Batshuayi or Morato, and obviously Giroud. And then we also have someone on the right wing who can obviously play that position, of what Hazard offers on the left, which is the ability to cut inside and score goals. And I feel like that someone can be a little Jamaican called Leon Bailey. So that's Wag just how I see... Wagwan Leon Bailey! You already know what it is. You already know what it is. I mean, that's just the vision that I have for the club. I mean, I'm being a bit optimistic. Yes, I know. But I mean, come on. We all know that the pessimist may be proved right in the end, but the optimist will always have the better journey. So... Optimistic about this and what? see if we can say that again, homie. Martial. Say that again so the I'm fans say... can hear you. Say <laughs> it again. The pessimist may be proved right in the end, but the optimist will always have a better journey. Bomb. Wise words. Write that down. Write that down. I'm gonna. I, I'm done. I'm stealing it. I'm bringing that <laughs> phrase. I'm dragging it all the way from London down to Miami. I'm gonna use it tonight. I'm gonna use it. I'm playing ball actually. And at nine o'clock, I'm playing six on six, uh, right down the street from my house. Um, so tonight, I'm using it. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, yours, bro. And to anyone else who's watching the, the stream, obviously the the millions, sorry, the billions of people billions. watching this, you can all use it as well. Just just remember to obviously have a little thought from your your boy Daniel. And, uh, yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> remember, remember, you always have to think forward. Always forward thinking yes those are wise words <laughs> wise words my <laughs> man wise words so so i i okay so right now you set up the team hazard rash but like, damn it i keep saying rashford Martial, <laughs> and leon bailey the midfield is you have Jorginho, you have Conte, but we're going to play. Everybody knows we're going to play a 4-3-3. Who is yep. that third midfielder? Danny Drinkwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my boy, Danny Drinkwater. Yo, I think, I think right now, right now, Danny Drinkwater is listing his home on uh, Airbnb. He's, you know, saying his goodbyes. That man has to feel like it's it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I know. I mean, his time is done. I mean, to be honest, the worst thing about Danny Drinkwater I heard, I mean, he's not the greatest footballer of all time. I think we can all kind of agree on that. Was that he wasn't actually a positive influence on on like on the team. He was actually quite often sulking the fact that he wasn't getting a lot of game time, which I thought he would kind of expect. But um, I mean, I mean, what, what do I know? But he was actually not being a great influence on the team. He was often sulking, often uh. 
of them not being happy at the fact that he was given such a withdrawn role. So I feel like getting rid of him just from uh, even a personal point of view, from a, um, a mentality point of view for the, for the group, I think that's going to be good for us. I feel like replacing someone like a Golovin, you can obviously come straight into the team, which is who I think should play as um, our first centre mid. I feel like Golovin, as you saw obviously in the World Cup, will offer a lot more than what Danny Drinkwater can offer, because let's be real, he didn't win the Premier League. You have to give him his credit for that. I mean, when you win something like that, you got, yeah, you got to hold your hands up. Hey, you, you won yeah, it. But I've never the won the time, Premier League. a little man next, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, I never have either, but then again, I do win it vicariously for when we win the Premier League. And Hell I, yeah. I can say proudly that I am a Champions League winner. All of you guys listen to this, you're all Champions League winners. Remember that. Remember that we're the only London club to win a Champions League medal. That is right. Shout out, Joe, shout out all the man there from Munich. But um, yeah, I started saying to see my point. Um, yeah, although Dringo did win a Premier League title, we have to give him his credit. There was a certain man next to him. He's also a World Cup winner. He happened to be a big helping hand to that. And that was uh, definitely in goal or count to him. So. Listen, I, I, uh, I, well, first, before we get to N'Golo Conte, um, did you see the reports just that, that are surfacing now that, uh, that our old friend, uh, Michael Imanalo is trying to, uh, hijack, um, the move from CSK Moscow to us for Gullivan. He's trying to get Gullivan actually to Monaco. So that was the latest thing. But I remember, I don't know where I saw, I think I saw it on Nini's channel. And again, um, I, I touched on it yesterday with Josh. If you are not subscribed and watching Mini FC on YouTube, you're doing yourself a disservice. You are not. What are you doing? Yeah, you're not informed. You have to be informed. The man has excellent, excellent content. But enough of that. Um, that if I'm if 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 I understand this correctly. Roman Abramovich is very good friends with the owner of CSK Moscow, where Gullivan plays. And actually, Roman's son is a minority stake owner in CSK Moscow. So all the lines are right are, are there for Gullivan to make his transition into Chelsea. And I, I, from what I saw in the World Cup from Gullivan, I would love to have him on the team. He showed so much passion. I don't know if it's... The, the fact that he was playing in a World Cup. I would imagine it's his first World Cup at home mm. in, in Russia. And I, I, he, he showed so much passion. I'm hoping that he brings that passion and that fire to London. And I'm also hoping that if he is using any type of uh, special supplements, Russian supplements, that he whoa, brings them. I didn't say whoa, anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't Just say anything. Just protein shakes. Go that's, that's all Yo, the supplements I mean, I'm I talking keep... about. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just protein yeah, so, shakes, so nothing bad. extra. No, no, come on, man. Nothing extra, just a little, you know, creatine, just a little glutamine, BCAAs, steroids, you know, that type of stuff. Just bring some of that. Yeah, man, I hear you. No, that's, that's perfectly legal, man. That's all good, man. No, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so if he could bring that passion into our midfield, that fire, pair that up with... I'm telling you, okay, so this is the part. Yesterday uh, on the podcast, on the last podcast with the homie Josh, I went, I, could, I didn't have enough words to describe how I feel about N'Golo Conte. Um, today I had a little bit of practice. I was showing my mom uh, the videos that are coming out of out of France of everybody like Pogba, like the French national team singing, mm. uh, you know, Singing a song about N'Golo Conte, how he's short, how he's beautiful, how he stopped Messi. Uh, yes. I, I, it makes 
that man in Golo Kante, like, I just see him and I just trust him. Like, I feel like I can leave in Golo Kante in my house. I can give him my keys. I can give him my wallet, my bank account information, everything. And I have nothing to worry about. Like, I look at him and I'm like, I trust you, man. I trust you. You are a good man. Hey, like, I love N'Golo Kante. I, I can't lie. So, the prospect of him playing with, with you know, under Sari, with a Jorginho, with a Gullivan, the potential of Gullivan, like, I, that midfield is going to be something. I think as much as we love watching Hazard on the ball, I'm going to love watching the midfield. Those three guys, those three guys working, working mm-hmm. under Sari. Um, now, you're talking about Gullivan. What about the homie Ruben Loftus-Cheek? What do we do with him? Well, I mean, first of all, even on Ruben Loftus-Cheek, I mean, shout out his World Cup performances. I mean, personally, even from the slightly biased, blue-tinted uh, glasses I have on, I thought he had a really good, impressive World Cup. I mean, it was his first major tournament. In fact, his first real time playing on that major stage, because let's be real, he's not played many games for Chelsea. And even for Crystal Palace, as good as he was when he was playing, he was also had a very injury-hit season. So I think it was good to actually see him, and even for himself, to have the confidence of playing in a World Cup but he's playing against, obviously, the best players from Belgium. Obviously, in the games that he did play, and he's playing on such a high stage where all the attention's on him. And they're thinking, who's this um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek kid? I mean, he's the, what, a 22-year-old. He's one of the lesser-known names in the England team. But, I mean, he didn't look like he was one of the lesser-known players. I mean, he had a very good performance for me, especially against Belgium, where most of the players like Delft and Dyer, they wasn't really keeping much good ball retention. But for me, Ruben, I mean, especially on that right-wing position where he was kind of moving forward from, like, centre-mid, He's causing a lot of problems to Belgium, so I'm really impressed by what he did in the World Cup, and I'm pretty, very impressed by what I feel like he's going to bring to us. You know, that physicality from the sentiment position, I feel like he's going to also learn under someone like Asari, he's going to be able to cultivate his young talent and bring the best out of him. And uh, if you're looking at that midfield where it's Kante, obviously, playing a bit of the deep line role alongside Jorginho, playmaker from a deep line role, and you've got Golovin, I feel like Ruben Loftus-Cheek in rotation with those guys, obviously Seth Fabregas as well, not Danny Drinkwater, or uh, potentially Bakayoko. I feel like that's that's a very good midfield, and that's a midfield that can go very far, obviously, in the Europa League and go very far in the league. I think that midfield, when you look at Akante, Jorginho, Gullivan, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Fabregas, the forgotten man in Ross Barkley, I think those five gentlemen, that's a that's a... I mean, shit. If, I, mean, uh, I, really, we, I really did just forget Barkley, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, hell, you know what? With those five guys, and if we have to keep Danny Drinkwater, we have to keep Danny Drinkwater. But those, just looking at those five alone, I mean, that's a damn balanced midfield, if you ask me. That That's a strong, solid midfield, if you ask me. So... And then now moving to the back, in my mind, this is how and you tell me if 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 you if you differ on this. Defense. I have Emerson on the left. I think um Marcus Alonso. I don't I, I personally like all the shit that he gets online and on the message boards. I get it. I see his deficiencies. But I'm not so hard on him. I'm not so down on him. Um, like I, I, at least I think others are. But I do see um, the little bit that Emerson showed us. I think having him, he seems more offensive, more capable on the ball versus Marcus Alonso. Um, but for me, I would love Emerson to start to prove himself to start. But 
you know, I don't doesn't mean that I want Marcus Alonso going anywhere. You know, I would, those yeah. two guys can stay on the team, and I think we're set at the left back position. Uh, moving over on the uh, to the right of Emerson, you have uh, Rudiger. Rudiger is somebody that um, I, I, some of the guys that I play with, I play with another group uh, later on. I actually play with them on Wednesdays. They are Juventus fans. They are uh, pre- pretty much there is a group of Italian guys, and they remember Antonio Rudiger from uh, Roma, and they do not like him at all. They say he's shit, that he can't play a pass. I think I was yeah. like, I don't understand what you're talking about or if we were talking about the same guy because what I saw from him at Chelsea, I saw one, I saw him being the fastest defender, and I don't give a shit who you are. Show me another defender faster than Antonio Rudiger. Show, better yet, show me another center back faster than Rudiger. And, you know, like, because that's going to be a shock to me. That dude hauls ass. And the times that he will take the ball up from the left and cross it all the way across the field and put it damn perfectly on the chest of whoever, whether it was Willin or for whatever, whatever Victor Moses, those crosses that he would hit. I think mm. his passing is great out the back. Um, so that's who I want to see next to Emerson. I want to see my boy. I felt like he's my son, Andres Christensen. I want to see him to the right of him. I think, if Ragani manages to uh to be able to take a starting position out of one of those two guys, that means that this dude is a hell of a signing because the I rate Rudiger and Christensen high. I think our defense uh, the, between those three guys, I think we're absolutely, you know, perfect. And then finally finishing it up with the captain. I believe he's gonna be our captain. I want him to be our captain. If it's not Eden Hazard, this man needs to be our captain, and that's my boy Cesar Aspilicueta. I think those four gentlemen is our starting defense. You know, we can sprinkle in a Victor Moses to play the right back. We can sprinkle in David Luiz, Zuma. If we're signing Regani, we sign Regani. I think Gary Cahill's time at Chelsea is done. But with that core right there in defense, I think we're set. I really don't want. Uh, I don't think we need anything else. What do you think? Am I wrong? I mean, are you seeing something? Help me out. Maybe with a different set of eyes on the other side of the planet. Maybe you're seeing something a little bit differently than I am. Let me know. Mm. I mean, first of all, I mean that's an amazing defense. I mean, let's be real. We're not talking about just any old defense. This for me is pretty much the best defense in England for the last four or five years. I mean, probably just the one side. I give them any credit, which I don't really want to, but I will give them a bit of credit. Why not? But I feel like it's one of definitely been one of the most solid defenses we've seen. Even in last season when we went at our best, still amazing numbers that they put up from a defensive point of view. I think we only conceded what maybe four goals more than what we conceded in the title winning season. And let's remember we we conceded like what three or four goals against the likes of Bournemouth and Watford yep. this season. So it goes to show just how defensively proficient we've been. Um, again, looking at left back again, I've been one of those people to be honest. You have actually been given Alonso his fair share of abuse, and I don't mean that just because um he's been quite poor at times which let's be real he has been quite poor at times but it's because he got so many like he almost flirts with the amazing thing but yet he shows you that he's almost got so much inconsistency in his gameplay because it's almost like everything that you want your fullback to be very good at he's very average to below average at but then everything that you 
don't expect from your fullback to bring like the fact that he's very good in the air, the fact that he's a wonderful free kick taker, the fact that he can, he's almost a better finisher than Morata, let's be real. <laughs> like, he's got all those intangibles that you wouldn't obviously expect from a fullback, but he's got those abilities. If he could just round, well round his game, he'll be a, he could actually easily be our starter next season. Now, do you think he'll end up being our starter, though? I can definitely see the argument for Emerson, definitely see the argument for Emerson. And as for Rudiger, I mean, for me, like, don't get me wrong. I, I might be wrong with this, but I feel like he's the black David Luiz. I think like he's the second coming of David Luiz. I mean, he almost has his detractors, like as you said, from obviously your friends from Juventus. I, I feel like same with David Luiz when he obviously came back. He's amazing at spreading long, long balls, just like a David Luiz. I feel like if this guy has time 30, 30 yards from goal, I feel like he can bang a long shot, just like David Luiz. I mean, yeah. I feel like this guy has got amazing technical ability. Obviously, very fast and very good defender. And I feel like he'll complement Christensen very well with the fact that he's a lot more physical. He's got a bit more height. And I feel like we'll compliment Christian in the sense that Christian is a little bit, he's still in his young man, but he's actually really grown, grow out of that. I think he's like, he's still susceptible to the physical strikers like Lukaku, like an Arbanatovic in the Premier League. But I thought like that would be a very good partnership. I would also like to see the reinduction of David Luiz. I feel like he could easily be a very, he could easily be our captain to him in his next Absolutely. Because for me, I actually do have Moses at right, but that's the one that, that's my sticker. Mm. That's my one that I'm, like I'm 100% down for it. I actually have Moses at right back and I know that's going to be a little bit controversial for a lot of people I will just throw in there that I'm part I'm half Nigerian so that might be a little bit my bias there yeah. but no it's not just because he's Nigerian it's all because for me defensively he's improved so much he's come leap and bounds and from the winger that I thought was going to be amazing when he came from Wigan went on loan to Liverpool he's actually defensively almost even better than how he is going forward but yeah going forward I think he offers a lot more than Aspilicotta but you know that's an argument for another day for like even regardless, however that back four sets up, it's gonna be amazing. And you know what? I mean, another point that I want to even bring up. I mean, who do you want our goalkeeper to be next season? Because a lot of people are talking about whether it's gonna be Courtois, whether we're gonna to have to, to, to like say goodbye and get Allison. And I mean, I mean, I'm gonna just throw it out there right now. I'm not convinced by Allison. I'll be, I'll be real. I mean, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't terrible at the World Cup. Like, let's be real. I mean, he's probably a lot better with his feet than Courtois. I mean, I think of the Belgian game, there wasn't much you could do with either of the goals, but yeah. I just feel a lot more safe with Quartan. That's just my personal view on it. Uh, I think what we, I, I think, well, first, how do I feel about Allison versus Quartan? Well, if it if I have my choice, I'm keeping Tebow. Um, I like Tebow. I hate the fact that he opens his mouth all the time. Um, however, yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer to keep Tebow. Now, um, this whole thing of our transfer saga with Tebow, the situation that we have. At first, if you guys remember that Tebow said that he hasn't seen his kids very often in the last 18 months and he wants to move back to Spain so he can be able to see his kids more often. As a father, I 100% understand that and I don't have a problem with him being sold if that's the reason that he's uh, moving back to Madrid. I understand it. You know, you have an opportunity to play one with a great team, Real Madrid. I wouldn't want him moving to Madrid just to play with some scrub team. No, he's going to continue his career, and he's going to continue winning. I, I'm all for it. He's going to be with his children. He's going to see his children. Um, I get it. I get it. But now it seems like the story is changing slightly. That he doesn't have a problem leaving Chelsea. Um, you know, it, it it seems like that his kids are taking a little bit of a back seat. Which is it that he wants to move because of his kids? 
or he just wants to he's playing games to get more money out of the contract um what is he doing and who is he playing is he playing us or is he playing madrid is he you know saying that he wants he can stay at chelsea he doesn't have a problem staying at chelsea because he's trying to pump up his contract at madrid um even though chelsea was going to make him the number one the highest paid goalkeeper on on earth uh but that kind of gives me a little bit of pause about him um actually staying like what what are you doing here like if you want to move because of your kids move because of your kids i support that but if you're trying to get more money like here we go again you're showing that side that everybody's constantly criticizing of you now if he does end up moving i don't have a problem with allison um from what i saw at the world cup from what i've seen online from the reports that i'm reading the scouting reports that i'm reading uh i feel comfortable in him over somebody like the other names that we're being associated with like jack butlin um even though jack butlin <laughs> raises his game i don't know what it is about certain keepers when they face chelsea jordan pickford is one of them jack butlin is another one uh back in the days when he was at newcastle uh tim Shit. kroll kroll Oh yeah, oh Tim Cool as well. Tim Anyone Cole. in Newcastle, I mean, they raise their game against us just like we're Real Madrid in general, man. Like it, going to going to St James is literally like going to the Bernabeu on a Wednesday, man. On the it, Champions League night, it's horrible. It, it, it was like it was like there was that time when Pepe Cisse and Dembélé and that Newcastle team that we would go over there, and it was like, well, yeah, we're playing Barcelona. We're not in Newcastle. We're in Barcelona. Like these guys, and then you would watch them in other games, and they're shit. And then we would get there, and it's like, here we go. Here we go. This is the best team on earth right here in no, in the north of England. So, um, but from what I've seen, compared to what we're, you know, those names that, that, that are being associated or have been associated with us out of that pick, the person that I want taking over, um, you know, between the sticks is, is Allison. And it seems like uh, this is going to be wrapped up within the next week. That even some reports are saying by the end of this week, Tebow's gone and Allison will be in, which brings me to another point. I mean, what do you have to say about the situation? Who do you are you okay with Allison or? I mean, as I did say, I mean, I do prefer Courtois. I mean, even for the talking, which again does get him into a lot of trouble, just like we saw with obviously Pickford at the World Cup when he made the whole comment about how he would have saved the shot, which then he kind of retracted the statement and then kind of apologized, which I do give him credit for because it's hard to apologize that, like that in public. But yeah, I do prefer Courtois personally from a goalkeeper standpoint. But you know, I'm seeing the positives in Allison. I'm sure he's obviously a lot better with his feet. He has shown good qualities for Roma from what I've seen. Again, it's hard to judge a goalkeeper until you really see him for 90 minutes play for your club. So I mean, he, I think that there's no reason why he, he wouldn't be a huge success. And I mean, let's be real, he's better than the carrier, So, like, I don't see uh, any problems there. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, as you know as well, you know, he is, Allison is associated, I mean, linked to Liverpool. So, I don't know. We, we'll we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, I just hope, and then as you hope, Tebow stays. And if he doesn't stay, uh, we get somebody like Allison. Um, because after that, I don't, I don't even, I don't even have an idea who we could replace Tebow with. You know, uh, what I would, what I would say is definitely of the ones that are available, Allison probably is the best around. I mean, potentially there's a swap deal with Navas, obviously you swap deal and obviously we'll get a bit of money in exchange, but preferably my choice is how I would see it is quarter one, 
Number two, Allison. Three, Navas. And then after that, where I really were, we're going a little bit below where I want <laughs> Chelsea to be fishing for players. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think... Navas is a dude that it seems like I the, since the moment he started, uh, you know, he took over the starting role at Real is that he was going to be replaced. It seems like the moment he got there, he's being replaced. And all I see that dude every single time I watch them play, that guy plays good. Like, he's a good player. He's a great keeper. So, I mean, shit, I, I, I don't... That's not a bad idea either. A swap deal with Real if we're going to lose Tebow, we get Navas, they send some money our way. Uh we also make them sign one of the we 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 use a white out and we white out that Napoli contract where we're not going to take any more of their players. Oh. Uh, what's up, buddy? Uh, I'm here on the I'm talking. Hold on. Go with mama. I'll be right back, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> here we go oh now and the dogs are in here my uh hold on can, can you get them oh boy here we go uh here we <laughs> go i got the dogs in here and the little boys in here well if you're gonna be quiet you could stay um so if we end i mean we signed that little contract where tebow's the only player that's going to uh real and they will not take anybody else like an Eden Hazard, and right before uh, we got on the podcast, apparently the uh, uh, Perez came out and said, "Well, bud, 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 hold on, Cairo, come on, buddy, hold on, Marsha, come on, no, he's in here. Uh, no, it's not. He, how did he open the door? Whoa." Breaking news. My son just opened the locked door. How the hell did he do that? <laughs> this kid is definitely the smartest kid on planet Earth. Come, Marsha, help. Marcia, unlock the door. Oh, my God. Oh, nobody, no. Oh, my God. Marsha, help me. How the hell did you open the door? Open the door for mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, Danny, you, you have any? Over there? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mom to the rescue. Here we go. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I love you, buddy. That'll be done soon, bud. Oh. He, he literally opened the locked door. I don't know how he did that. Um, what? So, so that brings me to the million dollar, the biggest, I think the biggest and the most important thing that's going on with Chelsea right now, and that is Eden Hazard. Um, it makes me feel better that Perez came out right before the podcast and said that there will not be a galactical signing this year. No Mbappe, no Neymar, no Hazard. Um... That, that's not going to happen this year. So that's good. That's a plus. I mean, Hazard potentially could stay under Sari and and work under Sari, see how he likes it. Potentially, he's even sign a new contract uh, once he stay, you know, after he plays with Sari. Uh, so what do you think? Is he staying or is he going, man? 
Oh no, I mean, to be honest, just like everybody, when we first heard the news, when we first saw obviously the quotes from the interview, we were all pretty much very scared because, I mean, Chelsea without Hazard is a completely different picture. I mean, it's all rosy right now, obviously, sorry coming in, Jorginho, being yeah. the likes of Martial, Golovin, it's great times, honestly, but the glue that holds everything together, that the glue that holds up all our build-up play, like most of our goals, everything that pretty much is what it is to be a Chelsea fan right now for me is Hazard, because yeah. let's be real, I mean, the whole ethos of Chelsea Football Club from back in the days of Hullet and Viali, what they talked about was, we want us to see sexy football at the bridge, and that's yeah. what Hazard brings. I mean, let's be real, I mean, despite the whole supper ball, the whole park and the bus that we had to experience with the likes of Conte and Mourinho, while still winning trophies, of course, winning a Champions League, let me, let me just throw that back you know, as great as that's all been, it's obviously not been the most attractive football, but Hazard has also always brought that, it's always brought that source to the attacking play. It's always yeah. brought that extra cutting edge, that extra ability, and that's what we need in our club. And, you know, it, it was really heartening to see Perez's comments before the podcast because, I mean, from what I've seen previously of, of Perez, and when he makes these statements, you know, he sticks true to his word. I mean, I have even remember seeing last season before Neymar went to PSG, he, he put a similar statement out saying that we're not going to be going in for Neymar. And that's when all the calls, the talks, obviously on Neymar leaving Barcelona, called before he ended up going to PSG. Yeah. He made a say, he made uh, previous statements about Ronaldo leaving. He's made previous statements about Bell leaving. Um, he's made these statements before, and I feel like he actually is going to keep to his word. So I don't see Hazard leaving. And you know, I do see Hazard. His whole um point of his interview, his interview was saying that you know he spent two six years. He spent sorry six years um obviously at the bridge. Had amazing time. He pointed it out, and he said that you know maybe it is time for me to go. But he said it is down to the club, and the club obviously won't let him go. Um. Obviously, once Sari has a chat with him, obviously he explains his, his visions for him at the club, maybe club captain. I think that that's going to be what sways Hazard back into wanting to be more committed to staying, obviously signing a new five-year contract. Because let's be, let's remember, he is 28. He is approaching, obviously, the prime of his career. He's just had an amazing World Cup. And yeah, he's going to be going from that to playing in the Europa League. So I feel like he wants the right commitments to feel that the, the club is going in the right way. And like that's what he said after the FA Cup final win. He said he wants to be seeing the right players coming in, the right side, um, the right manager obviously coming into the club. And see that we're actually going to be making the right steps forward to be coming again one of the best clubs in the world, which is what we've done over um, over the Roman uh, the Roman era. So I feel like it's I do see why people have been scared and obviously skeptical of whether he will stay, but I do think he will stay. I think the new sign, the new um. The new contract will be on the table soon enough. So I, I do see that. I still do see him staying. I, I, I agree as well. Like, I see him staying. Well, I look at it. I look at this uh, from different perspectives. I look at it. One, I see Hazard's perspective. And I almost feel kind of bad for him. Hazard is a little bit. He was born in the wrong time. He was born just the two years too, um, too early. Where he's 20. He's going to be 28 in January. He's too old to be, you know, the new crop with Neymar. And he's too young that he is going to be, you know, has had the long enough exposure uh, to be considered one of the greats alongside a Messi. You know what I'm saying? Because Messi and Ronaldo, Ronaldo's 33. Messi is 30, going to be 31. Right. Something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Right around there. No, that, that's, Messi, that's yeah, yeah. No, me, me, yeah. Messi and Ronaldo are there. You know, one is a little bit older than the other. So he's too young to have gone in with that wave. And he's too old to go in with the Neymar wave. Because it, technically, him and Neymar should be battling it out right now as who is the best player in the world. Um, Because in a perfect world, Messi and Ronaldo are already past their prime. They're older. People have moved on. Their era has closed, and now it's the next generation. Well, I don't think Hazard's going to get that. I don't think Hazard's ever going to get that. 
So I kind of feel bad for him in that respect. But if you look at it from his perspective, this is probably his final time that he'll ever have if he truly feels some type of way about playing for Real Madrid. This is it. This is it. He'll never have another time to play at his prime for Real Madrid. So if the possibility is there to play for Real Madrid, the team that he's dreamt about playing for, you know, he's got to he's got to at the very minimum kick the tires and and look into it on that one. Now, if it doesn't happen, then he's more than happy staying at Chelsea. I think that if you if you if you sat if you sat Hazard down, you said, "Look, look, dude, let's have a conversation. There's no cameras around. This will not get out." I think that's kind of will be the tone. Like, of course, who wouldn't want to play for Real Madrid? Who wouldn't want to play if you've grown up with you know whatever your you know dream club is? Who wouldn't want to play for them? Um, you gotta be kidding me. Col- you get in again oh my god how are you opening the door hold, hold on marcia he's in again oh my god all right so i'm gonna finish this the, the idea so finish my thought all right buddy keep down keep quiet keep quiet so if oh boy oh my god Take, I, I don't know. I don't know how he gets in. I really don't. This is... This, how is he opening? Oh, look. Oh, that's it. Now he won't open it. Alright, now he's not going to open it. Um. Alright, so what was I saying? Yeah, so Hazard, this is it. This is his, this is his last time to be able to move to Real Madrid. So, I get where he's coming from. Now, you know, Real Madrid, I get where they're coming from too. They got to somehow, some way, put those dollars back into the club that they're going to miss from Cristiano Ronaldo. And right now, they have three guys to choose from that could potentially fill that void. But, quite honestly, as it's been pointed out, if you had a choice between the three, Mbappe... And Neymar are those guys to fill that void because Bale is not going to sell jerseys. Like it's not going to, it's not going to help you. He's not his Jersey. His presence is not going to increase is, uh, James is coming back, right? James is coming back from his loan. Who knows what's going to happen there? Is Asensio going to, is going to, is Asensio going to sell jerseys, more jerseys now that he could potentially be starting, uh, Isco, um, Benzema, so, I mean, yeah, also, he, he threw in there Harry Kane. So, you know, he's got, out of all of them, it's Mbappe and Neymar, then Hazard, then Harry Kane. So, I see them, and I see Chelsea. Like, look, we are, we're not going to sell our best player at this point with this many days left in the window unless you're paying an exorbitant amount of money for that player. He's not going anywhere. I understand it. I get it. Um, And I hope that Hazard ends up staying. Now, what I look at is this scenario as well. Hazard stays this next year because his contract's not up. It's not this summer coming, but the following. So 2020. So Hazard plays 
2018, 2019, under Sari, sees the football, sees the vision, sees the signings. And you know what? He's had enough. He wants to move on to Real Madrid. The club has done, at that point, the club has done everything in their power to keep them, has changed the, the approach, has changed the manager, has brought in the players, has gone in, uh, you know, all offensive to suit and please Hazard. And he just doesn't vibe. He just doesn't gel with, you know, the vision. I get it. I wouldn't, at that point, I wouldn't have a problem with him leaving. I, it would hurt, but I wouldn't have a problem because we've done everything we can. And he's still, you know, you only get one life to live. You know, and at that point, we've done everything and, you know, we can walk away. We can shake hands. He's a I don't if he left right now, he's still in my mind in his six years a club legend. Um, so that's how I feel about Eden Hazard. And hopefully he stays, man. Hopefully he stays. Yeah, hopefully, man. Hopefully. Yeah. So, Daniel, let's uh, what time is it over there? It's got to be like what? Like two, three, four in the morning. It is ten to one in the morning. God damn! <laughs> and you got what time? You got to be up for work. Um, no, I've actually got a day off tomorrow. I'm actually gonna be chilling with my boys, so I, I can actually stay up pretty much the whole night. I don't plan to. It's not good. <laughs> I need to. I need to get my sleep, but I can yeah, stay up for a little while longer. No, no, no. Well, I gotta actually get ready to go and uh, and play. What are you gonna do? You gonna uh, fire up some FIFA? I gotta get back in in uh, into FIFA. So I stopped playing FIFA when my son was born. Um, I didn't buy 2017 FIFA, but there's a Microsoft store right next to my house. So every single time I pass by, I stop in and they have the FIFA demo for 2018. And I would constantly play. Like sometimes I would be there, like my wife would be shopping around in the mall and I would be there. Little kids would be looking at me like, come on, dude, like enough is enough. Get off. I was like, fuck you. I'm staying on. <laughs> um, but I'm getting back on FIFA 19. That's mandatory. And if anybody wants to, uh, you have any, you play FIFA? Do you have any, you know, like PS4, Xbox? Which one are you? I'm on PS4, man. I mean, if you want to get that smoke, I mean, yeah, let me know, man. I mean, if you want it, I'm, I'm down whenever, man. I'm down whenever. Free smoke, free smoke, he said. <laughs> so how can they find you on PS4? Uh, PS4 is DDA underscore NRG14. And again, that, that is only if you want that smoke, because oh. you're not getting anything else other than straight smoke. So <laughs> if you want it, you can get it. Awesome, awesome. And if people want to, you know, reach out to you on Twitter and you know, kick it, chop it up with you, how they can reach you on Twitter? Oh yeah, more than welcome to chat with me on Twitter. All things football, all things UFC, all things just life in general. Keeping it positive as always. I mean, it's four word thinking one. So that's the number four word thinking, and then digit one. Awesome, awesome. My man, Daniel, it was a pleasure talking to you. This was excellent. I'll have you on any single time. Anytime you want to come on, please come back. Um, You know what? Before the season starts and during the season starts, we're going to check back in. We're going to check back in. We're going to talk. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, my, son, my son's ending the podcast. So, <laughs> all right, homie. That's it. This is the end of the podcast. Uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Later. What's up? Welcome back. So that was the homie Daniel, aka Forward Thinking. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. I apologize that you had to catch it uh, halfway through. Um, normally, in a situation like that, I would have scrapped the whole thing, rescheduled. But listening back to what I had 
I felt like we had more than enough um, of an entertaining conversation that I was confident and, and okay with putting that portion of the podcast out, whatever we had. So I really hope you enjoy it. Um, I also apologize for my son making a an appearance on the podcast, but I'm a dad and I will always be a dad and you know, kiss my ass if you don't if you didn't enjoy that part because you know, whatever. It won't happen again, but if it does happen, it's gonna happen. So suck it. Anyways. So that's the end of today's podcast. Um coming up, I promise you people, I am my 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 fingers are bleeding for the amount of DMs that I'm sending out uh for big time guests to bring you guys big time guests uh that you guys want to hear on the podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, shoot me a DM. That's at All American Chelsea CFC on Twitter. Uh and I got some big guests lining up to uh to so I can bring them to you guys. You're going to l- enjoy um the people that I'm bringing on. And I have a feeling that that you know that I I I think I'm gonna do my best. I have a good feeling in my skills to bring the best out of them to make it an entertaining show for you. So uh, on this podcast, I'm only gonna bring people that I want to talk to, um, and that I think that you guys are gonna want to hear. So this show is for us, by us. By the Chelsea fans, and you know, would have sprinkled in a few things. I gotta, I gotta diversify your interests a little bit. On this show, we're gonna talk about music. We're gonna talk about UFC. If there's anything dope outside of those, you know, those worlds, those realms, I'm gonna bring them. Anybody that has, you know, something to do with football in 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 the future, it's not always gonna be interviews and conversations. With Chelsea supporters, I have big dreams on the horizon on who is going to come to the show. But I really do think that you guys are going to enjoy um, what I'm putting together here. So I will check back with you again uh, with my... (sighs) I don't want to hype it up too much, but officially this is like the first big guest that I'm getting. I'm so excited uh, for him to be on. And then I got two more guests lined up that I know for a fact you guys are going to want to listen to. Um, and, you know, and that's just right now. Big things on the horizon. Big things afoot. So, again, this is the All-American Chelsea podcast. This podcast is going to be on. It's already on iTunes. By the time you hear this, it's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on Pocket Cast, if I'm not mistaken. It's on Anchor Podcast. I'm still waiting back word uh for the approval from google so it's going to be on google podcast and i think the next one after that is a what is it called spotify i know spotify tends to be the one that takes the longest for whatever reason they were reorganizing their podcast platform and they kind of paused uh all the new submissions to their platform so if it's not on by the time you hear this it'll definitely be on sometime in the near future and then youtube i'm gonna get it up on on uh the 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 audio up on youtube and uh you'll be able to hear it there so 
Thank you again. Oh, before I forget, if you have anybody, any requests for interviews that you want me to do, people you want me to talk to, hit me up on Twitter. I'm always there. DM me on Twitter, you know, All American CFC uh, on Twitter, and, you know, we can talk there. And I'm always here for you guys, okay? So, again, this has been an All American Chelsea podcast. I love you. I look forward to talking to you soon. Peace. Outside of gown, hands high to the sound. Yeah, yeah, I'm the rich nigga now. Bitch, bitch, down the talk of the town. Make a bitch run the mouth. Yeah, yeah, go south for the boy. Pop, pop, pop down to the floor. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Uh huh. Bounce, bounce. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Brassy girls everywhere. Titty ass, hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Over here, shaking for the man.